go. Kick back, JB, what's the name of the podcast? Nigga, it's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You yes, say the whole thing. <laughs> Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN. And a revolution will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm no breaks new, the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. Yeah. What's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek <laughs> coming at y'all every Monday. Monday. Representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope y'all out there being safe. We love you. We wish all blessings to all of you. Hell yeah, be safe, baby. Be safe. Yeah. Take your emergency vitamin C shit. Eat your oranges. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. And uh, do the kid and play. We did it at the golf course. We <laughs> right, yeah. up with the kid and play the kick right, step. Right, oh, right. Yeah. Hey, hey, good see you, good hey see you. what's up? You notice that Do and I are sitting <laughs> about one meter away from each other. <laughs> like it is. It is not a game, y'all. But oh, we'll oh, get oh, into shit. all they can of that. I tell my shoes. I got on flip flops. I'm in the house, dog. Yeah, I don't, I'm not putting it on is shoes. A kickback. I ain't I'm mad. in the house. I ain't mad. <laughs> they, they they Jordan flip flops though. Just for the record, but I wasn't gonna put on the shoes. So yeah, my shoes don't match my, my outfit. But I'm wearing it just because we a pawn and kickback. You, you know goddamn right. Goddamn right. Merch coming soon. Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow us upon and kickback on Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. Instagram, Christian Mingle, Patreon, mm. get him, Patreon, get him, Patreon, get him, Patreon.com slash a pod name kickback. So, what are those denominations? News yeah, you that can do it. $2 a month, you can pay $4 a month or $7 a month to support the podcast to make sure we get, you know, uh, Mask and um and and what do they call them suits? Hazmat <laughs> hazmat suits, suits hey. so we can keep doing the show. God damn it! Hey man, yeah man, come on man, comment and like, but most importantly, subscribe to the vibe. You subscribe know what I'm saying? to the vibe. <laughs> yeah man, help us out, help us out. We gotta go out and you know and buy more toilet paper and bread and shit. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we we'll get into paper, that. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> we get um, into that. <laughs> shout out to. Uh, to the kickbackers. Y'all yeah. motherfuckers, I'll get into that later. I'm not gonna tell you how great y'all are yet. We'll talk about it. Um, we gotta talk about a lot today. The yeah. coronavirus, yeah, sports shutting down, federal yeah. aid and relief, uh uh schools shutting down, jobs doing telework. It's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And we gotta talk about some new music, damn it. Yeah. Jay-Z and Jay Electronica yeah. dropped Jay Electronica's debut album. Uh, we got to revisit some reviews because mm-hmm. um, my favorite podcast, aside from us, of course, <laughs> Joe Button Podcast, has been doing some janky ass reviews lately. It's lazy and unenthused, and I feel like when Joe got mad at Drake for how he was on Views and how he wasn't giving us great music, he was just kind of coasting. I'm starting to feel that way about Joe and his reviews he's giving. He ain't deep diving into the shit. 
Well, break that down, coasting. young, because because I know you got a case study. You never oh, really yeah. talk about oh, nothing yeah. without presenting evidence. So let's get into it, my man. Let's get into it. Let's yeah, get into yeah. it. So I'm, uh, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Joe Budden podcast. I listen to it every uh, Wednesday and Saturday, first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the, their music reviews have been a little uninspiring. Okay. And I don't want this to come over like I'm hating or I'm trying to diss someone because it's my favorite podcast. Right. So I want that to be clear. This ain't a I hate you. This is a let me hold you accountable. Yeah, constructive, you, yeah, constructive, constructive commentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, continue to be my favorite. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I said the other day, either we the illest niggas doing it or these niggas is losing it, JB. Hey, real, real talk, though. Like, our fans, our viewers, and thank you for this, they check us when we are fucking up. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, yep. if we say something out here in these streets that is incorrect or there is a different perspective, we are always offered that different perspective, and we appreciate it and love it. So, Joe, I hope you appreciate and love this differing perspective delivered with respect, if I can say boom, that. New, boom. You know. Said it perfectly, JB. So, all pleasantries aside. Yup. Cause I go Joe Bum Get him Whenever get him. Right. Whenever they want to get on somebody about something, they be like, We love you and we respect you. And if he's not negative, right, it's right. always like, Y'all pussy. Y'all pussy gotta gotta try to say it the nice way first. Well yeah, we, we pussy, Joe. We gonna do just like you do. We gonna say it the nice way first. We gonna leave with love. Right, right. But then we gonna tear your ass up right. for them shitty ass views you've been doing. Lazy ass, lazy All ass. Pleasantries aside. Yeah. All pleasantries aside. Lazy ass Joe, lazy ass Maul. Lazy-ass Rory and lazy-ass Pox. That might be Damn another it. segment, young. With all due respect. With all due respect. <laughs> Shout out to Fast, and that's Fast Podcast. Right. Cheeks, cheeks. Yep. I call yep, it Fast. Yep, yep. All y'all big dudes got to come up with a name that, that I call nigga Fast. His name Cheeks. His name should not be Cheeks. Cheeks means ass. Yeah, I, we're not going to get into that right now. We're going to talk. Because yeah, we're doing this podcast yeah, end of the month. If this yeah, corona shit clear up. So yeah. We gotta, we're going to talk to that, that might, that we, we might break out our with all due respect <laughs> segment <laughs> on his show. Be like, hey, bro. Hey, bro. You know. Yeah. yeah we, I can't call you yeah, cheeks. We, yeah. We, I can't be going around calling you we, cheeks, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> um, but shout out to him. We know you um, take up a lot of space on the sofa. Right, but, right. But you know, I don't need that visual. Yeah. When right. I think of cheeks, I think of Bernie's burgers. <laughs> I don't even think about my man. No, no, no. Pause. But speaking of cheeks, these reviews y'all been doing has been booty. Mm-hmm. They've been cheeks, nigga. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to go back to Rick Ross last album, which is a long time ago, but I noticed they were saying things about it wasn't personal enough. It didn't connect. It didn't, he didn't give us, he went through all this trauma in the hospital. He didn't give us anything. The nigga said on the album, I have been shitting on myself. I was trading all my wealth to get back my health. How much more personal do you need? Yeah. I didn't even want to hear that. You I tell me you, you shitting on yourself, nigga. Well, I mean, we talk to each other a lot, New, and, I, and I, I think I actually remember your bringing that up when you talked about that album mm-hmm. when it came out, being like, damn, this nigga, like, <laughs> I don't know that I wanted to hear all of yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I'm with you on that. <laughs> so um, I, I, I noticed it then. That's when I first started really noticing it and paying attention. Like, hold up, man. These niggas is actually, you know, holding it down and you not getting it. Y'all being lazy with the review. Um, and not being thorough with it and, and really listening to the entire album. Right. But um, it started with uh, the Janae Aiko album and Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with Janae. 
Um, Janae's album, I'm a huge, huge Janae Aiko fan. Yeah. For years. 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 I think I, I got hip to her when I moved here. We went to somebody's event one time. It was like an album. Was it hers or was it somebody else? It wasn't. If it was hers, you would have never saw me again because I would have married her and left the country. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't hers. <laughs> but I remember you're talking about Janae Aiko back then. And that had to have been like six years ago. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I got a decade damn near with Janae um, being a fan. Um, and I will break it down for you. I'll give you the real review, damn it, because I didn't like the shit that they did. They did like three or four songs and said, the rest of it was trash. No, Joe, it wasn't trash. Mm-mm. You just weren't fucking listening. I don't know what you're doing. Um, but Triggered, I put Triggered up against any Janae Aiko song. It was one of my favorite songs last that year. That is a great song. I put song. it up against The Worst. And we know, you know, if you know me or you're a Janae fan, you know how great The Worst was. I put Triggered up against the worst. Didn't we title a show after the name of that song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Really, uh, really great song. Heartbreak. I'm trying to move on. I'm triggered. Stay the fuck on my way. Excellent. Um, none of you concerned. Uh, the moving on doesn't hurt anymore. I don't feel bad anymore. I'm not crying anymore. The pain, the the I'm healing, but I haven't totally healed, but I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Which is what Roy from Joe Budden Podcast said. I love when Janae's in this bag. Well, she gave it to you. So why the album great? She gave it to you. And then you criticized it. Right. Uh speak. Um, some of the lyrics in speak just this <laughs> speak to me. <laughs> That's corny, but I'm being honest. Um uh, just to give you an idea, I, I'll try to give you a couple lyrics. Um, I woke up this morning, I was beating on my chest, so excited, realizing that you weren't that you weren't here to judge me, no one to impress. I decided that I liked it, yeah, I'm moving on. I'm putting on my favorite dress, the one you hated, said I look naked in. Fuck your opinion about it. I'm feeling my best. I won't hide it. And besides that, look how the sun rises without your asking. Like, this is break up, fuck you, I'm moving on. Lyrics, which yeah. is what they say. Brilliant. I only like this from Janae, but she didn't give it to us on this album. There's three tracks of it to start. Yeah, B- that's brilliant lyrics too, New. Brilliant. Hell yeah. Uh, BS, back up on my bullshit, done dealing with you, back up my bullshit, back up on the scene, done dealing with you, don't know how to, don't know how to deal with me, done fucking with you. <laughs> I mean... Um, I really thought it was love, but you're so fucking whack. Always get caught up in love, but I'm done with that. I can't get caught up in love, so no, I'm, yeah, flexing on my exes and my model ex. Like, this is breakup. This yeah. is what they say they want. Oh, yeah. And she isn't giving. That's four tracks. What are y'all talking about? And, yeah. I, and I do love that. I do love that. And sometimes when they do get in relationships and they get happy, you start going, oh, man, now the music sounds all happy. <laughs> She's giving it to us. Yeah. Still, Pussy yeah. Fairy. I got this pussy for you. It's on the way. <laughs> Who don't want to hear that? One more. I'm, I'm bringing you some pussy tonight. And the way she's going to say it, too, Ooh. man. Like, Ooh. she just, she has this seductive voice that just can't be stopped. At this point, I don't know that she can put out a bad project. She can't. Point. But they you say know. she did. And this is why we're going at the Joe Button podcast right, right now. Right. Based on music reviews, this isn't a, this ain't beef. We're not going to shoot each other in the street, but I'm going to talk shit about your fucking reviews because yeah. I didn't like them. Janae Aiko, uh, quiet as it's kept new, is like one of my favorite artists that I've heard in the last 
like seven, eight years. Easy. Facts. She like, should in be. In terms of her vocal skills, she is she is just on a level right now. And we'll she better the understand. Bulk of her shit too. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? We'll better understand her as we understand her vocal mastery, but she's yeah. brilliant. Happiness over here. H O E hoes. The song called Ho. JB, I think you and all of our kickbackers know. I love hoes. <laughs> What's not you, to like about this song? You I ain't love the hoes. only one. Right. <laughs> I tell you, I don't want no good girl. Fuck that. I love hoes. Yeah. Fuck a hoe. Who doesn't? And, she, and, she, and he's like, dog, like, I fuck with you. You sexually free. And you want to do this freaky shit. I don't want no good girl. Who the... <sighs> okay. So, I, now, but one... Uh, what we got? One way street featuring Absol. You know Absol gonna give you the crazy metaphors, the weird similes, and you gonna be like, what, "What did he mean? This is so deep!" Like he's a beast. He's on that song. Mm-hmm. It's a great beat, and Janae is still in her bag. So I don't know some of them. Surrender with Doctor Chill. Well, I guess to find me was the interlude. It was cool. I can say I loved it, but it was a cool interlude. Moving on to the song Surrender. Now, this one, they say this sounds like a therapy session. The album did. This one song, I can say, kind of did because Dr. Chill, whoever's doing that, <laughs> came in at the end and was like, we need to really discuss our feelings. So that one, yeah, you're right. It did kind of sound like a therapy session. But it wasn't a bad song. What's wrong with What's wrong with having a therapy session on your album if that's what needs to be said? Exactly. From all niggas who went that. through therapy, including Joe. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see why that's a bad thing necessarily. Dude. Track you know 11, JB. Okay. Trying to smoke. She's ready to get high. Who the fuck don't need another weed anthem with a girl singing about Man. how she wants to get high? Man. Man. Help me out, JB. Is it I, bad for a woman to tell you she want to get high? Help me. Never. 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 Never, never, never. I've never. Never, not once. No. Let's go on to the next song. It's called Born Tired. And she says she works so hard, she's always tired, but she's not too tired because she's the one guy. Bad, JB? Is that bad? No, no, no. I'm tired off like doing shit. Let's just get high and chill. You got a problem with your girl telling you that? No. Me? Never. Neither. Never. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> you know, love. It's L-O-V-E. Cool song. I, I don't love it, but you know, I don't consider it a bad song. Mm-hmm. It didn't ruin the album. Then we got 10,000 Hours, where she gets the perfect Nas beat, where Nas gets into his story, old school, reminisce bag. And we know that's Nas's best bag. Yeah, yeah. And she's in it, too. And it's about love and missing and needing someone. And I know that they miss you too. And you don't know what's going on because y'all apart. And then Nas comes in and drops one of his Nas verses. And it's yeah. a Nas old school beat. Yeah. What's wrong with that song? It was like it was trash until Nas came on. Janae, Janae killed that shit. Listen to 10,000 Hours, Kickbackers, and let me know if I'm right or Joe Budden right. Janae killed it. And then Nas came in and killed it. It is a good fucking song. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing right now, New, is I'm hearing a lot of motherfuckers just kind of being critics because they feel like it's their job rather than having real criticism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that kind of, and that shit can get real old real fast for me when you're just playing the role of a critic just because you feel like it's you know you feel like you have to find problems. You know what I'm saying? That I don't like. 
I don't like it either. And I know them being very critical of Drake's album views spiked their listenership. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. put them on the map. Mm -hmm. And maybe they feel the need to continue to do that, but mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. don't have to do that with great projects. You can say how great they are, and maybe you'll still people will still listen. Well, they respect your opinion. I think I think positive reviews when they are well delivered make a whole shitload of sense though. Because yeah. then you can help people better appreciate the brilliance of something that you can offer a deeper understanding of. Believe it or not, that is the role of a critic. The critic a uh, uh, role despite the term critic, the role of a critic is not to always find fault. The role of right. a critic is also to better define excellence so that we can better recognize it for ourselves in the future. You know what I'm saying, New? That's right, goddamn JB. I, I understand, <laughs> damn it. Um, let me see. I, I, we ain't got to go through every single song, but I'll say, pray for you. I made a post today. When Janae sang, I'm praying for you, I felt that shit in my soul. Mm -hmm. And I meant it. It's, it's about a minute and a half interlude type song, mm -hmm. but she's like, I just want you happy. I know we're not together. I know you're doing mm -hmm. something else, and mm -hmm. I know I, I get it. I get it. But I want you to win. Right. Like, like win, nigga. Go win, nigga. And I'm like- Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Lightning and Thunder with John Legend. That is an old Motown soul song. It sounds like fucking Etta James and, and JB singing together. The guy that <laughs> it, it, it is one of them old school Motown songs with her and John Legend. I love it. Magic Hour, I can't, I like Magic Hour. I did like it. I do remember. I did like it. But I didn't like it as much as Party For Me with Ty Dolla Sign. And this song is her, damn near her eulogy, like, when I'm dead, party for me. Right. Have fun for me. Y'all still get together and do the same shit we used to do. I'm not there, but do it for me. Party, party for me. Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Who, how can you not like that? How can you dislike that? So I'm telling everybody, Janae Aiko's album is great. It is one of my favorites of 2020. Um, it is one of my favorites of hers over the last couple of years because the last album or two she put out, I liked. I just didn't like as much as this one. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my take on it. You guys listening, you tell us. Who got it right? A pod name Kickback or Joe Button Podcast? Who got that right? Yeah, and tell the truth. It's okay. It's okay. They'll they'll be all right. They'll live. Um, <laughs> Jada. Yeah. We named our episode last week off of one of his songs. Yeah. So that should yeah. tell you how we felt about the album. Yep. Um, and they said they were kind of underwhelmed. There was a lot of R&B sounds, and they just didn't want that mature Jada. And I'm like, well, I'm 43. I don't want to fucking hear Jada still talking about selling dimes on the ass. No. I want to hear growth. And this album was dedicated to one of his best friends that died. And we did a whole deep dive into that. They did. Yeah. They didn't yeah. mention the fact that it was dedicated to his boy that died. They just skipped yeah. past all that shit and was like, he's talking about girls and shit. No, nigga. The album is a memoriam to his boy, but he did things, which he said in an interview he did with Joe. I don't know why they didn't bring it up on a podcast. But um, yeah, yeah. Pearly Gates, we know what that is. Yeah, that's my man died. Rest yeah. in peace. Oh yeah, of course. Track two, hunt season with Pusha T. We going it all, rack rappers. We running you out the game. We the best lyricists. How could you not love that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> keeping one hundred, telling the girl he dates and the niggas he crew with, keeping one hundred with me. That's all I ask. 
And he's telling stories about why he had to leave a certain woman that didn't keep him 100 and why he had to cut niggas out of his crew who wouldn't keep him 100. And it's like, what? what's wrong with that? Yeah. I Yeah. I, again, I, I go back to what I said before, New. It, I mean, you pointed out kind of a trend based on what you were saying in terms of their their criticism and I'm just hearing the same thing. A lot of nitpicking which to me smells like motherfuckers just trying to find reasons to find fault. You know, I'm not really rocking with that shit, new. Yeah, Jermaine said um, he did the album for his friend that passed from cancer. He was on his homie show last Friday. Mm-hmm. What up, Jay? I see Jay tuned in. Um, yeah, and um, Catch and Release, we named last week's episode Catch and Release. Right. Um, and Catch and Release is Basically, you know, the song, we, we did a whole show on it. But um, you're in a relationship, things don't go right, you get fucked over, your heart get broken, and now you're back in the dating game, and you just catching and releasing. You're dating, and you you fucking and ducking, and you catching and releasing. You're getting them, and you're letting them go, like the old fishing term. Um, my favorite song on the album, we did a whole fucking episode on it. I think right. you like that song. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to hear him talking about catching and releasing. Why not? That's yeah. what most of us are doing. That's single. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck I, don't you want to hear? <clears throat> yeah, it brought up a whole. It brought up a whole relationship topic. That I. I mean, a lot of the things that we talk about, and this. The, this is why this is a kickback because we get into debates about this shit off yep. the air yep. <laughs> before we talk about it on the air, and that whole construct, that whole concept created a relationship debate it, it, it the, like that concept by itself almost launched into another topic yeah. at that time yeah. you know what i'm saying um those are the great songs for me not only that touch your heart but touch your mind you know absolutely jb absolutely the song me he talks mm-hmm. about all of his accomplishments mm-hmm. what he's done individually as an artist mm-hmm. talk your shit absolutely i like that talk your shit absolutely absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Need your best. Yeah. That's another relationship song. He needs a woman to be at her best. I didn't love it, but I mean, you know, yeah, you know, that's my song. Well, allow me to point out this note, New. You are breaking down the album, you know, song by song. So when you talk about an album review, let's be clear. Um, This is what we're talking about, but you are being fair. You know, what, what we have heard from their crew is let's pluck pluck out the shit we didn't like (laughs) you know about each song not really much about what was good because you know i i'm I'm gonna keep it a buck with you if you were to point out some of the better qualities of the albums you've already talked about i don't think that they would really disagree with you to be honest with you and that's what i struggle with i think you're right you're right that's what i struggle with but so why are they doing this? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it don't matter because we here party, kick back, doing music reviews now. It don't matter no more. There we it here. is. There it is. There. Like, it like is. Joe always say, you know, she's not pretty. She's not cute. She's young. Mm-hmm. She's not thick. She's sitting on a sink. She <laughs> she doesn't have ass like that. She's on her tippy toes. They're not potting. They're just yelling into the mic. Ooh. How about that? Boy. <laughs> Shots fired. And again, they're my favorite podcast, but they being lazy, and I'm going to hold them fucking accountable. Mm. Savon, too. You accountable, too, nigga. That's and Scream real. Man. That's real. Fuck That's that. real. But, lay lay But, no. You being lazy. Let's have a like debate, it. though. Let's have a let's debate. Let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, 
And just finishing up, Angels Getting Manicured featuring 2 Chains has a classic 2 Chains verse. Kisses to the Sky with Rick Ross and Imani. That's, it sounds big. It is big. It's a video. Mm -hmm. uh, my condolences again going back to this boy that passed away. Mm -hmm. um, I know a song about uh, relationship struggles with his wife and his girl and his friends. Like We can all relate. And Closure, which is the final goodbye. Mm -hmm. I think it's a decent album. Do I think it's the best album ever? No. But I think it deserved a more detailed review where you can make a decision. I would give this, we need to go back to the old mic system, five mics, but I want to call it like five kicks on, on the kickbacks. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But um, I would give Janae Aiko's album four mics, maybe five, maybe four and a half, mm. not five. Okay. I'll give it probably four. Okay. I give Jada, Jada Kiss's album three and a half, mm -hmm. which I've given him probably on every album he's ever That's done. That's still above average, though. That's a right. very good album when you're talking about a project. And I've never given one of his albums more than that. So he has maintained that same level for 20 years. That's to be spoken of in a positive light. Absolutely. And that brings us to the album of the decade, the album of the year, the album of the week, the album of the day, the album of the moment, Jay Electronica. Mm -hmm. Was it written testimony? Now let me go back to this because it's 10 tracks and they feature Jay-Z on... Well, seven of the nine raps a written testimony. And they killed this album. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Jay Electronica got his big fame in like 2009, 2010 and disappeared. Mm -hmm. And didn't drop his album until 2020. Mm -hmm. So niggas been waiting a decade for this album. So expectations are to be here. But as a rapper, which I'm surprised Joe didn't use or didn't, you know, call in that part of his psyche, like, songs we did in 2010, we're not trying to put on a 2020 album. Right. It sounds to me like him and Jay-Z got into the studio for like two weeks, three mm -hmm. weeks, knocked mm -hmm. out 10 songs, and right. was like, this the album. Yeah. It wasn't an accumulation of a decade's worth of work. Nope. It was finally got in the zone, let's go. Okay, uh, Jay Electronica dropped a masterpiece. That, that That's what Jermaine said. Hey. That's too, um... Kristen says she still hasn't listened and she's been avoiding opinions so that she can sit and focus. Mm -hmm. Well, you about to get a whole bunch of opinions now. Yeah. But I'm going to give you the negative and the positive. I, I feel positively, but I will also give the balance so you can kind of, you know, figure out what you figure out. Mm -hmm. um, the intro, um, and I'll give Joan no credit. They said we don't really judge shit off the intro. Right. I don't either. That's your intro is like a real song, like big right. deal intro, Jay-Z intro. Then right. I'm judging it because it, it made such an impact. Right. But typically the intro, I, you're setting the stage for me. Mm -hmm. And I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. The Ghost of Soldier Slim. Now, I will say this. The production on this entire album is different. It's not regular production. It's weird samples. Some of the shit doesn't quite fit, but it, it is a sound. Um, Jay-Z started it. I love whole verse. As y'all know, I'm a fiber center, which is like being a cousin to the Nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jay Electronica is a member of the Nation of Islam, and Jay-Z is a fiber center. Yeah. So it's like, for a lack of a better term, religious cousins. Yep. Like a, a, a Baptist and an Episcopal. You know, Episcopalian, Episcopalian or a, Method a Methodist or something. Yeah, 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 doing a gospel album together. Right. It's slightly different their views, but you're going to get, you know. A whole lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that off the air, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And so that's what I get from this album. And I love 444. It's a lot more of that. I've been telling niggas Jay-Z a 5 um for decades because he's kept dropping shit. And I talked to Lord Jamal from Brand Newbie, and he told me Jay always said knowledge itself. So I'm like, oh, okay, Jay, I ain't know. Well, but that's, you know, I know you guys don't have access to Lord Jamal, so you wouldn't be able to, you know, to know what I knew, but I knew, and I'm glad you all know. Right. Having said that, Ghost to Soldier Slim. Shout out, rest in peace to Soldier Slim, the rapper, the artist from New Orleans. Uh, Jay Electronica is from New Orleans, and of course, Jay Z is from New York. And they called us on the Ghost of Soldier Slim um, because they're in evoking an uh, uh, attitude, a brassness, mm-hmm. a, a roughness, a coarseness. And um, Ron, um, your cousin Ron, also told me that they were using his flow in the song, which I didn't know because I'm not a big Soldier Slim fan. Right. But Ron hit me to that. So that made the song even better. Yeah, that's dope. That's artistry. Yeah. And they're talking that, that that pro-black nation building shit, which I just fucking love. Yeah. Yeah. Um song two, and I love the beat, even though it's different. Song two was special production. It was one of them old Drake, Kanye with a beat change in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you get a second beat. Yeah. And the whole song changed, but it's still yeah. one song. Yeah. That shit was fire. And it got Travis Scott doing that auto-tune happy. Shit in the for the for the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, what? JB. I tried. What? what? Uh, well, well, hold up. Let me let me ask you a question real quick, new. Because you played one of these tracks for me earlier. Which one was that? We listened to uh, uh, Ghost of Soldier Slim. Okay, so we okay. That's based on your review. I thought that's the one we had yeah. listened to. That's the one where they, they were complaining. JG started it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt like. That track for me felt just evocative to me because it felt like everything I loved about how I watched um, conscious rap evolve in the early 90s, in the middle 90s, in the late. Like, I just felt all of that when I heard that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And so it just kind of brought me back to those days immediately. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, that, that's a great way to put it. It's that nostalgia. It's that right. toss back. It's that, because as a five percenter, it, it, it got me like, oh, I'm in my bag now. Yeah. Like, yeah, power to the people, nigga. Peace, God. You know, it, it got me into that that space. So um, I agree. I, I it, it put me in that mind frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Poor Righteous Teachers, listen to the, all that brand new man. It brought me back Exactly, then. exactly. I, I, felt, I felt like we was back in them days hearing that song a yeah. little bit. Just, I mean, obviously it's modernized, but I, it just took me straight back there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. with the two of them on it, too, like, you wanted to get you a black medallion, an African medallion, <laughs> well, the way to hunt well, neck. <laughs> well, hope, hope kind of went back to that fast flow, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I like that shit, too. Hell yeah. Um, that was track two, uh, Ghost of Soldier Slim. Track three was a blinding with Travis Scott. Track four was a never-ending story produced by Alchemist. And uh, I liked it, man. Jay Electronica actually gave us a glimpse into his childhood, his upbringing, his life. And uh, Jay came in and killed it, of course. Um, great song. Um, so I, right now, I'm three for three on songs. Shiny Suit Theory featuring The Dream. JB will tell you, Dream, my favorite R&B artist. Um, he's on two tracks on this album. Yeah. To me, you can't lose with The Dream. He's my favorite fucking artist. Right. Um, but it, it's it's a nah, It's an older song. It came out a while ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as a leak. Mm-hmm. But it's talking about Puff and the shiny suit thing, which is basically sell out, get the money. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, mm, 
no, I'm going to do my pro-black Nation of Islam shit. I'm not yeah. going to sell out. I'm with and that. Jay talking that same shit. Once again, evocative. Right. You know? <laughs> I had a homie on Facebook say, Jay is commercial, commercial. And I'm like, no. Shiny suit theory speaks to why he's not. But moving on. Uh, Universal Soldier, that's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Continue. I like the lyrics. Right I like the flow. I like the subject matter. Of course, whatever you're talking, black economics, uh, black empowerment, I'm going to listen and I'm going to love it more than likely, unless you're saying it wrong. Unless you're, you know, a fire pretender, but you're not really, you know, breaking it down the right way. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I um, love that. Uh, the Flux Capacitor, another one of my favorites. That's when Jay-Z gets into his arguments, his debate about him selling out with the NFL. And, like, I'm richer than Roger Goodell and the entire NFL's bench. Like, what am I selling out to and for? Like, really, what What am I sending out for? If they could have got their shit together, I would. He said they could have tackled the issues, I would have stayed on the sidelines. Fire. If y'all could tackle the issues, I would stay on the sideline. And that's how I feel about our buddy Joe <laughs> and uh, Joe Button Podcast. If they could tackle the issues, I would stay on the sidelines. And I know I'm taking a lot of poking a lot of fun at them, but it is in love. Like I said, it is my favorite podcast. I will be listening on Wednesday. So it ain't like I'm not listening. It's my favorite show. But they didn't do the right thing, so I got to come and break it down the right way and make sure the message is properly disseminated to the masses because that's important to me. I hope it's important to you. Uh, Fruits of Spirit, I liked that one. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Uh, Ezekiel's Will featuring a dream. That's another one of those. That is a great fucking record. It's a great record with great rapping. It ain't lazy. It ain't effortless. Like some of the reviews. It's a great fucking record. APIDTA is a song for people that you loved and lost. That is another really, 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 really good record. People are telling me that that's their favorite on the album. It's not my favorite, but I know the the, the public is saying APIDTA, which I'm not even sure what it stands for, um, is their favorite. Interesting. So, okay, CD, breaking news. CDC recommends halting gatherings of 50 people or more throughout the United States for the next eight weeks. And we're getting into the coronavirus. Yeah. We're going to... We're not gonna. We're gonna take a deep dive into right. it. You so don't don't right. worry. This is right. you know we're doing music now, uh, but we're gonna take a, the rest of the show <laughs> in the next sixty seconds. It's gonna be about the coronavirus and what's going on in the world. I mean, and there was a there's a strategic approach to this, right, New? Because the world still spins. The world still turns, um, and yeah, we just yeah. wanted to show our kickbackers that we're still on this motherfucker. We're yep. still spinning with it. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, yeah, proceed. Yeah. So in conclusion, I would give Jay Electronica's debut. Um, I do understand the argument that, you know, having Jay-Z on seven of your nine songs can be a hindrance. But I remember when... Ray Kwan dropped his album and Ghostface was on like 15 of the 18. Like it was never an issue um, for me because I didn't put Jay Electronica on a high pedestal. Mm -hmm. He did Exhibit C. I really liked it. That was it. I, I, I didn't think he was the savior of hip hop. I didn't think he was the next one. 
I thought he made a great fucking song. And I was like, when this album comes out, I'll listen to it. But I never had him as high as everybody else. So when they were like, oh my God, it was all Jay-Z. And I'm like, thank you. I got seven Jay-Z verses. My favorite rapper ever. I got seven verses of him on your album. Thank you. Yeah, so let me Thank ask you. you this question. So, you know, let's just boil it down to Brass Tax new the J Electronica album. Thumbs up or thumbs down overall? Thumbs all the fucking way up. Hey, there um, it is. I will, but that's not what I heard from the Joe Budden review that yeah, that they didn't yeah. like it. They 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 shitting on it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to love you whenever you're talking pro-black shit, black empowerment, black economics and finances and culture and, and, and relationships. And doing it well and with doing it flow. Well. Not on some weird, stupid, yeah. dumb shit, but doing it well. Making the punchlines make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Jay Electronica has proven he's still a hell of a rapper. Um, he was never in my top five, top 10, top 20, top 50. So he ain't done he, enough he ain't, to deserve exactly. all so of that. Exactly. He didn't lose anything because he was never up there, but he's maintained his position to me. And uh, Jay gave me what I wanted. Pause. Um, so he's still number one in my book. There it is. He, he still shop, mm-hmm. and I, I still heard that in the music. Um, and I wanted to give you guys that. So I'll say if we're doing five mics, we're gonna come up with our own system at some point. I would give Jay Electronica's debut four mics. Hey. There it goes. There it goes. I'm cool with sticking to the mics because one of the things you might have noticed about our podcast versus others, those of you who see us, is that mics we use. We we don't you know we don't have the shit suspended. You know, like yeah. sitting on a desk or nothing like that. Right. We hold the mics <laughs> like MCs, yeah. like real MCs. Yeah. yeah, we we're still performers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. Exactly. All right, JB, sign them. Shift a little bit. Yeah, let's do it, new. Let's but do um, it. don't be lazy on your music reviews. And if Thank they you. are lazy, come to our music reviews. Yeah, yeah. We Janae is worth listening to. Four mics. Uh, Jada Kiss, three and a half mics. Worth listening to. Um, Jay Electronica slash Jay-Z, four mics easy. Listen to it. And this is the rule on a pod name kickback. If you come with controverting ideas, you have to come with evidence. It is just that simple. Factory. Your number just can't be different just because. Factory. There it is. Um, hello, JB. Hello. Um, Which is a new segment where we talk about our high of the week and our low of the week. Absolutely. Um, The low of the week is, I think, the low for everybody's week. But I'm going to make it personal because I've been going to work every day over the past week. Um, Despite the fact that being an insulin-dependent diabetic, I am immunocompromised. However, I am less immunocompromised because I'm in decent shape. I'm in good health, and I take good care of myself, and I'm also careful, right? Um, But the world still has to keep spinning, and I needed to come to work. I'm in a position of leadership also, so I couldn't act scared amongst my employees. You know what I'm saying? That was my low, having to deal with that. And specifically what that meant was because I've been going to work every day and my children have been quarantined from school and their mom 
works from home, so she has not had any office exposure. We decided this weekend that my kids wouldn't be with me. They would stay with their mom and be safe. Okay. That is a decision that we agreed on. But I think you know from this show and from the way New and I have conducted ourselves, we have never taken the coronavirus lightly, even when everyone else, including our government, was ignoring it, New. So that was a low for me, personally. Mm -hmm. Dealing with that and dealing with that personally. Checking in with my parents. My dad is 78. My mother is 77 years old. So I needed to check with them and make sure that they're good. You know what I'm saying? Like It is not a game. Um, If we talk about people who are immunocompromised, moreover, if we talk about the people who have succumbed to the coronavirus, most of them have been the elderly. So I had to check on my parents. You know what I'm saying? That, That was troublesome for me. Those were my lows. My high was my a personal pride in myself because my ability of my ability to maintain and my ability to effective effectively hopefully effectively respond to what's going on to be able to to build to build a disaster contingency plan for my employees to be able to give people good advice and to be able to take that good advice for myself that is a personal victory that i'm taking right now new I can dig it. Um, and I know the coronavirus, you know, it basically was your high and your low. And that's going to be the high and low for probably uh, most of the kickbackers. Mm-hmm. Um, my high and low was a little bit different. Um, it was as it pertains to this show. Um, we had a conversation on Sunday mm-hmm. where I was, you know, I, I left the conversation kind of like, well, I don't know what the podcast is going to do. I don't know how we're going to, you know, get to the next level. I don't even know if it's possible. And I, for the first time, I contemplated quitting the show, like just shutting this shit down. Like, this shit ain't going nowhere. I'm, t- I'm tired of just spinning my wheels. I want more, and it's not going to happen. And it might just be time to say, fuck this shit. That was my low. And that was me Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then trying to, you know, calling Shmi and talking to F and, you know, different people and trying to figure out what, how can I take this show to the next level? What can happen? And I was like, there's, there's nothing. Like, I don't know. I can't do any more than what I'm doing. I'm doing a shit ton. Um, and then I wasn't checking the charts. I wasn't promoting the show. I wasn't doing shit. I was sitting around thinking of ending this show. And I got an email from Chartable. And that email said that we were number 20 in the country. And, you know, listenership and viewership and everything was up. And we, we hit number 20 on the charts. On thank Apple. you. Thank you, Kickbackers, first of all. Thank you for that. Yeah, definitely thank you because... That saved the show. Because <laughs> I was sitting around like, ah, fuck this shit. I'm not doing everything. Like, no. And to see that when I didn't do shit, when I sat back pouting, sat back frustrated, damn near giving up, something happened. And we were pushed to the top 20 on the stats, and on the charts in the United States of America. The, ep- the, the show in general and the episode, they hit like number 100 for the for episodes. 
Um, and I was like, the fuck? How? 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 And what I realized, which leads to my high, is that you don't know how close you are to the top. You don't know how close you are to hitting that goal you want. And if you stop, you will never know. If I had gone with my right mind, my first mind, there would be no more partner and kickback. And we were literally hours away from seeing us being number 20 in the country. In the country. And if I had, to, you know, just given in I, and not even check that email, because I, I normally, for you guys that don't know, I check the charts every day, all day. I'm checking 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 8 p.m., 12 a.m. I'm checking stats, the charts all day because the numbers fluctuate. So I'm constantly wondering if I send out a tweet at 3, how does it impact the show? Let me check it again at 4 and see if the numbers went up. If I send out a message on at 5.30, I'm going to check it again at 5.50. To see, you know, I'm, all, I'm obsessed with it. And I was like, fuck all that shit. I'm not doing it no more. I'm working too hard. And if I hadn't clicked on that email, I wouldn't even know we had hit number 20 in the country. I wouldn't even know it. So I would have been like, fuck the show. The numbers ain't right. I'm tired of this shit. And just and wouldn't even known. So I'm very thankful that for some reason I clicked the email to check. And I'm very thankful for what I saw. And that's my low and my high. Um, you saw the six pack in the mirror. Yeah, 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 I saw the work paying off. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Cheeks on these juicy Cheeks, I'm listening. We were hey. talking about his ass. <laughs> Nigga, we were talking about you about 20 yeah, minutes we ago. You, well, we was kind of joning on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. What's up, my G? <laughs> yeah, man, that's high and low, though. You know, that is what it is, you know, um... I'm I'm glad your high and lows did not actually involve the coronavirus. Actually, yeah, I'm it, it, I, I'm a very glad for that. Actually, well, we got somebody else whose highs and lows totally revolve around the coronavirus, and this yeah. is JB's French tutor, oh, God. Rudy Gobert. Oh God! And my left stroke just went viral. This fucking asshole. Our oh, viral story of the week is Rudy Gobert. And the way he responded, awful. Uh, the way he acted in the middle of this pandemic. For those who don't know, Rudy Gobert is a Utah Jazz player who has contracted the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, and he had been running a slight fever, wasn't feeling too well, and people were saying maybe you should get tested. And he was like, "Ah, oh, nigga, shut the fuck up. I'm fine." This shit ain't shit. And to show them how fine he was, he started doing things he thought was funny, JB. Yeah. He thought it would be funny to touch all the microphones at the press conference and, you know, rub his hands all over the desk at the press conference for the NBA for his uh, NBA uh, game. He thought it would be funny to touch all of his teammates. He thought it would be funny to go and touch all of their personal belongings because they think he's sick and he's not. And he's being funny. <laughs> See me, I'm so funny. I'm a lurries. I'm touching everything. 
Come to find out he tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. One of his teammates, Donovan Mitchell, now tests positive after him. Yeah. The NBA suspended the league for the rest of the year. The MLB has suspended their season for the rest of the year. Oh, well, you know, assuming provisions are met to where we can resume. Have have um, the NFL done more than uh, bring all of their scouts and all of their field teams off the road? Have they? They haven't done more yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, hockey has suspended the league. Uh, the NCAA March Madness has been suspended. Um, and it all happened in response to what Rudy Gobert did. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest. I don't think he did it with the intention of spreading it. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, he's a fucking doof. Yeah. He's a fucking goofball to play like that. And me and JB was talking about this shit earlier, and I equated to, like, we niggas, right? We grew up in the hood and shit, so everybody get a gun at some point. And when one of the guys in the crew get a gun, he won't point it at everybody because he think it's funny. He, I got a gun. He, I'm pointing it at you. He a fucking doof. And he essentially did the same thing. A fucking doof. Being goofy, thinking it's funny. And where I'm from, goofy niggas don't get passes. Goofy niggas ain't cool. You goofy. Yeah. You're a fucking doof. And that's who he is. I don't think he did it on purpose, JB. Well, I don't think he tried to infect anybody. But he was being fucking goofy. Yeah, and and so and I look at it a little differently and I look at it a lot more severely. Um and we had this debate off the air earlier, New. Um, and what I was saying is when you are that stupid, that shows a casualness with other human lives that is not normal neurological behavior that is that is a level of stupidity that me for me goes beyond stupidity you know that is that goes that that's that's where you start to delve into the realm of like mental impairment and being psychotic in my opinion because i might be killing motherfuckers but that's okay because i'm just trying to be funny like that that's not that's not like logical sane thought to me you know what i'm saying um and that's the problem and it was a real problem with what he did you know and when this story first came out earlier in the week i was like like just be clear nigga cuz we were chatting on the five over this shit earlier mm -hmm. this week mm -hmm. and i was like just be clear niggas like Anybody doing this kind of shit, that's like a really, really bad ass whooping. Yeah. And it won't involve physical contact. It'll involve foreign objects. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck are we talking about right now? It's just doofy shit. And people were like, well, what did he do? And I don't know why you're so mad. And I'm like, nigga, he is playing. I get it. He's playing. But also, we don't respect doofy niggas. Like, I'm from a town where being doofy, you don't get respected. You get disrespected. It's not even funny. In it's most not cases. funny. It's like niggas trying to be funny. When it, like everybody trying to make the coronavirus jokes on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, coronavirus. Give me a six pack and all that, all y'all corny shit. And I, I saw a post that was like, y'all need to stop joking about the coronavirus. Not because it's inappropriate, but just because you're not funny. 
You're not good at it. And, and that's what I'll say. Like, a lot of these jokes aren't good. And touching someone, it's like fucking somebody raw and being like, ha, ah, I ain't got A's, ha, ah, maybe you'll get it, ha. Ah. Who the fuck would be having sex like that and think it's funny? Nah, it's... You, you'd it's, be like, whoa, why are you making this kind of a joke to begin yeah, with? Yeah. Like, it, wait a minute. Like, hold up. That That's... Well, and see, that to me is the very definition of it because that is not a joke. Like, that... Like, a joke by definition has to be something that could possibly, in any any weird sort of circumstance, be funny. Right. Shoot, like, you know, killing people is never funny. Like, that is never a joke. We're not in Looney Tunes right now. We're not right. in the movies right now. Like, when you kill motherfuckers, they die for real. When yep. you infect motherfuckers, they die for real. And I will allow you one parable for this, okay? You look at this dude, Gobert's behavior, and then you look at the woman who was, um, who was arrested in Korea and is now being brought up on charges of terrorism. And you look at literally their behavior. And the only difference is that Gobert theoretically knew that he wasn't infected at the time he did this, and she did, but they both did the same shit, basically. She got in an elevator and touched everything, was spitting on the walls and doing all kinds of horrible shit. Like, now, he didn't spit on shit, but walking around and just sharing your shit with everybody when we're in the middle of a... Like, that that to me isn't any different to me, in my opinion. And, it's and doofy, man. She's being, she's being tried as a terrorist right now in Korea. Kickbackers, look it up. Like, that's how seriously I take what this idiot did, New. You know, to me, I'm not necessarily disagreeing you i'm just going a step further than you are and saying yeah. that he is beyond a doofus to my in my opinion okay you know what i'm saying yeah like a, a, a doofus intentionally drops a glass in a room and laughs it off you know horrible stupid absolutely doofus but not literally like i might kill a motherfucker with this shit you know what i'm saying um yeah, I, just, I'm and, and I, I think a doofus there's such a doofus, they don't even understand that they're actually putting lives at risk. And that is where and you and I agree. That's what makes them a doofus. Because they don't even comprehend, they don't even get it. They're so fucking stupid and goofy, they don't even know they're putting people at risk. Because I think, like, you know, he's showing great contrition now. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, dummy, you should have been had this. Why didn't you have that same uh, mindset before? Because for some reason you thought life is a joke and it's a game and nobody can get hurt and I'm just you're a fucking child. You don't think that there are consequences to your actions, right? You're a fucking child. Having said that, I do hope Woody Gobert recovers. Yeah, me I too. I do hope Donovan Mitchell, who I think he infected, recovers. Yeah, and I hope that anybody that any reporters, microphones, and tape recorders that he touched, and they went home to their wives and their children, and they were elderly. I hope no one dies from this. Because if there's a reporter, and when he touched his tape deck, and he took that tape deck home, and he's 50, and his wife is 50, but then they went to visit their, and they got it, and they went to visit their parents, who were 80s and 90, and then they pass it on to them, and then they die? That is how dangerous what he did was. That's exactly right. That is a right. realistic 
That is exactly right. Of that what is, could happen. That is 100% correct, and I couldn't have put it any more succinctly and accurately than the way that you did, painting the exact picture. Remember, guys, this is a contact-borne illness that can stay on surfaces for up to three to four hours. So you got a sweaty ass. They nigga. were saying eight days at one point. Is yeah, it, they that, were that changed. Well, because because eight days, in my opinion, is 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 extreme. Um, because eight days is just a really really long time for something. Yeah, that, that's well, what made it scary. And so here's <laughs> and here's where how the statistics bear out. Because if that were the case, then the spread would have been. I mean, we'll see what happens statistically. But in my opinion, the spread would have been. Oh, hell of a lot faster if that were true i don't think we know what the spread is so i don't think you can judge it well i'm saying i'm saying that if the if the illness were able to sit on um just regular surfaces for multiple days then we would have seen more manifestations of the infection because more people would have come in risky contact with more of those who are infected by the way that contact works on surfaces like think about it like there was a scare of the people coming into the airport if that thing stayed on those things for up to eight days then that they're meant cleaning that, them is the point well they're cleaning them but, but they're I, saying that it without that it would be eight days well and so my my thing my thing is this they weren't cleaning them when that happened which is why it would have created such an incredible risk and if you look at well, the look, they were cleaning it when it happened. No, I'm sorry. When, when the 200 people came in through the yeah. airport, say so they were spraying down the trays every single time after every single person touched every single tray. Because that's well, what. Well, that I don't know. Yeah, what that's I, what, what I do know is when they realized people were coming off and they were, they were ill, they began a process. Now, that process is every hour. I don't know. But I know they began the process, yeah. and all I'm, all I'm saying is they're reporting eight eight days. You're reporting four hours. Yeah, I don't I'm, know that I'm going to listen to you over the CDC. Yeah, and, eight, and that, eight that's days. what I'm doing for our. I'm I'm okay with listeners. that. Totally, like your okay information is yours. It's yeah. not what the government is putting out. And I, I don't. Totally. I'm not saying you might be more correct than the government, but I want to be clear. You're saying what you think. And the, the government is saying something different. Yeah, the and last, people that are listening can decide what they want to follow. Fair enough, fair enough. The last article I read from the CDC was from Saturday. And on Saturday, what I, what I read was that, you know, it, it was able to survive on normal standard surfaces, any surfaces, from anywhere between four to eight hours. That is ridiculously different from what I read last week. I'm not saying it didn't change. Did you read the CDC? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, Trump and Pence and the government, this is what's being put out on TV. I understand. Um, so that changes things dramatically. I didn't read what you read. But if you read, you know, listening to you, that's huge. That's not something to gloss over to say that this can stay on services for a week and then for them to according to you come on and say it can only stay on services for four to eight hours four to eight hours that is breaking news i i 
I've never, I've never, I've never read of a disease that can stay on a surface for, for several Me days. Neither. That's what made life. it different. Yeah. That's what caused the pandemic. So, and and again, I, I told you what I read in terms of the CA, the CDC, but I also I also know what I've studied about immunology and what I've I've studied about the way viruses work. Um, there is there is a reason why. Um, Airborne, airborne viruses um, live in certain environmental char characteristics based on the type of virus they are, right? That being said, there is also a reason why, you know, globally thousands of people don't become infected with a cold or with the flu because one person came through the airport with the flu. And the reason is that... Um, Technically speaking, um, I I don't think it is physically possible for a virus to survive on a surface for that long because it can't multiply. It doesn't have any food supply. I agree. I don't know. Well, I don't agree. What you're saying makes sense, but that's not what they put out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe my information is old, and I'm okay with that if it is. What I read was from Saturday. And I think what I read was from prior to that. So I think my shit is old, but they didn't I, they didn't do a good job of updating it, is my point, if, if what I study is indeed old. Um, yeah, again, you look at certain particular facts, like, um, you know... Um, the reason why people are so worried about airborne illnesses is not because the virus itself is stronger because it is airborne. It is because it is able to survive in the moisture okay. droplets that come through the air. I have USA Today up. Um, mm -hmm. do, is that a reliable source? What do you think? I, For news about the virus, I go to the CDC at this point. Okay. They are in overdrive in terms so this of is, their well, this is this is They're quoting the CDC. Okay. Uh, depending on the type of surface, the virus can stay on surface for a few hours or up to several days, according to the WHO, the World okay. Health Organization. Okay. A recent study by scientists in the U.S. found that the, the viable virus could be detected up to three hours later in the air, up to four hours on copper, up to 24 hours on cardboard, and up to two or three days on plastic and stainless steel. It's possible that you can become infected if you touch your face after touching a surface or object that has a virus on it, according to the CDC. But scientists don't think surfaces are the main way that the virus spreads. The most common form of infection is from respiratory droplets spread by a person's cough or sneeze, the CDC reports. So we have here up to three days um, which is still a far cry from what I saw and a far cry from what you saw. Well, said. and so to be, let's be specific though. Uh, three days on stainless steel and plastic. Well, how much plastic? Okay, so ask yourself truthfully: How much plastic do you really touch? Enough, once a, at least enough for once a day. Well, but how much of other people's plastic do you touch? Again, be honest I mean, with yourself. In, in, a, in a building. At work, this isn't other people's plastic. It is plastic that we generally all use together daily. Yeah, that's 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 not that's not the case with me. Um, you don't touch. You don't think you touch plastic at your office? 
I know I touch a shitload of plastic in my office. You I know think I only that touch plastic my... is touched by other people as well. You think you have a specific uh, uh, no, individual no, supply? No, no, no. The pla- the plastic things that I touch are my pens, my mouse pad, my keyboard, and that's it. I don't like. There are no communal plastic surfaces that I touch, and I'm being serious about this because when I when I touch the bathroom door, I've got a paper towel or a napkin in my hand every single time. Now, yes, that is stainless steel, but that's why I'm using a napkin to touch that shit. The same is well, the case with yeah, the coal. Well I, well, I get that, but you're still touching it. And I don't mean like you're touching it so you can contract it. I mean, it's there. There is stainless steel and plastic in your office every day. You are choosing to use a napkin, um, which doesn't work, but it makes you feel good, I guess. That's why doesn't point. that work? If the mask don't work, why would a napkin work? Because the problem is the moisture the moisture droplets, and a napkin would seal and insulate you from those because the moisture droplets are trapped in the That's the same reason why they tell you during the cold and flu season to use napkins and stuff to touch on doorknobs and stuff because, yes, those things can live for a few hours, even days at times, on stainless steel. But it living for three days on stainless steel doesn't make it that much more incredibly severe than the cold or the flu. Those are the standards, yet again. Yeah, I wasn't making a comparison. Okay, I that's fair. I was stating a fact. Yeah, and, and, so, and so, you know, for, for me, based on what I know I touch on the regular and what I don't, is four to eight hours because I'm not running around touching everybody's knives and forks and doorknobs. Yeah, but, and but, but you got to be responsible with your platform because some people are touching people's knives and forks. That's so fair. You got to give them fair information. I'm glad now, you it looked ain't got it up. Nothing to do with you. I, it's I'm, with them. You oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm being real about what what those contact surfaces yeah. mean. I'm not, and I'm not saying that I was right because you display numbers that are different than my own. I'm I'm more They were different from mine too to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm more I'm more clearly indicating like what those numbers mean because that is that is the way all of these viruses work. Yeah, and all I'm doing is saying that you using a napkin every time or whatever doesn't speak to the issue. It's still there. So people who aren't using napkins are still contracting or still at risk. Absolutely So for you to go like, well, you know, like, well, well, for me, you know, I know, like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter for you. We're talking about, we need to give them the the direct information. Touching steel up to three, and plastic up to three or four days, it does happen. Yeah. It it does. Now that, now that. You're using napkins, so that separates it kind of, separates you, but the fact is, there is metal, there's stainless steel at everybody's job that they touch every day. Yeah. There's plastic at everybody's job. Yeah, they touch there's no denying every day. So there is a great risk. Now, um, everyone should use napkins, and that will reduce it, but only, you know, that in that context. And when you use napkins, then it's not as bad. Because you're like, well, how often do you have plastic in your office? Like, yes, there's plastic in my office. There's stainless steel in my office. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, but, but so, now how you deal with it is different. And I think that's what you want to speak to. That's exact that that's exactly where I was going to go with that. And thank you for clarifying that because um, you know, let let's let's be let's be as factual as possible and the news corrected both of us. So let's work from that information, right? Um, and let's understand you know, and let's just let's just boil it down to simple simple facts. You know, like your shit is your shit, and you don't really need to be touching everybody else's shit. And when you're touching communal services, you need to be super uber hyper careful about what you're touching and what's going on. Moreover, I would say you need to be more self aware than anything. Um, <clears throat> you know, because you may have it. And you don't want to pass it. Um, it's not just about protecting yourself from getting it. Yes. It's about protecting your others from passing it, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely true because um, it is an infection that has a, a, a what they call, oh, God, it's not a waiting period, a dormant period. Incubation? Yeah, an incubation period, period, which means that it will sit in your body and you'll be infectious. And this is a part of the tactic of the virus. So you can spread it to as many people as possible because you're healthy. You're not giving indicators that motherfuckers need to stay away from you. Um, and so <clears throat> what happened in, well, what has happened in China, what has happened in South Korea is that um, these are authoritarian countries. So what they have done is the police are just walking around in people's houses and stuff. And what they're doing is they're walking in people's houses and they're taking people's temp people's temperatures. And if you That's wild. and if you show if you show a high temperature, then and what they mean by high is not really high. They're saying like over 99.6, over 99.7 degrees. Mm -hmm. If you show that type of temperature, a low grade fever, which is proven to be the most prevalent symptom of COV19, then they were just taking motherfuckers away. They took thousands of people away. There are videos all over YouTube where you can see people screaming, being dragged in the vans with, wow. with niggas in suits because they were just wow. not playing at all. But what that told me personally, and again, this is just a personal thing for me, and I've been telling all of my friends, everybody I know to do this, take your temperature regularly. Because yeah, You told me to do shit. Yeah. Well, because your level of exposure is at a level where you cannot adequately and accurately predict whether or not you have put yourself at great risk, whether or not you have it already, or whether or not you've already had it and recovered, frankly. Maybe yeah. that flu you yeah. caught a week or two ago was COV-19. Yeah, no, it, it was January. My well, flu was at yours was about... Three weeks ago. Three weeks January. ago. Yeah. Maybe that was COV-19. I don't really, know. I've thought about that. Like, it really could have been. The only reason I think it hasn't is because no one at work, you know, got sick. No no one around me. But then again, I, I brought this up to uh, Shmi the other day. Everybody in our crew in Atlanta has been sick and had the quote-unquote flu. You have had the flu. I have had the flu. Billions has had the flu. F has had the flu. A lot of girls I know have had the flu, but could any of that have been coronavirus? I talked about how my office lost 25% of its staff in a greater part of February because of the flu. 
I don't know what the fuck it was. I know that at that at that point, I just became hyper vigilant about, you know, spreading disease and shit. And then this shit happened, and I was like, "Well, here we go again." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when I when I got sick, we weren't really talking about coronavirus. No, because I'm I'm so paranoid that if I get sick, I'm like, "What's going on? I'm dying! I'm dying!" So if I had known what the fuck a coronavirus was when I got the flu, I would have fucking freaked. I would have just freaked out. I still was freaked out. I called JB like JB. I'm sick. What's going on? What do you think? What do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, and what we concluded was that the reason why this was not coronavirus is because we both got over it so quickly. I mean, yeah, we locked ourselves down and we handled that shit. But at the same time, you know, based on what we're reading, if it was corona, may, you know, may, maybe it would have been, you know, two weeks or, yeah. long, you know, yeah. who knows? Um, I will say this though, and this is and this is the thing for me. Be very, very self-aware. If you find yourself getting aches for no reason, you find yourself regularly coughing for no reason. New and I are smokers. I, I tend to just cough sometimes, all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I know when I've got a cough and when I'm just coughing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if you find yourself coughing, then Start taking your temperature. Like I did a uh, a thing on Facebook, and I don't know if this is accurate. I did it yesterday because I was bored in the house, and I was like, "Everybody, let's take a deep breath together, and and and, and see if we wheeze or see if we cough." And I had everybody on Facebook Live just go. And I was like, "If you can do that, then it doesn't mean if you can't do it, you got Corona, but it just means that." You probably wouldn't be able to do that if you did, because it fucks with your breathing, your respiratory system. So you're gonna, you know, it might make you cough, it might make you wheeze. Because um, someone I know who was tested and, and nothing was wrong was told that they need, you know, if they start wheezing or can't breathe properly, then they need to come back. And I was like, oh, well, I'm breathing, you know. Yeah. But then allergies fucked me up. Because I didn't realize how beautiful it was outside yesterday. And I went outside and started sneezing. My eyes got red. I was like, I'm dying. I got corona. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. no, wait, wait, wait. I got allergies. This is pollen. This is pollen. Then I took a, uh, uh, what's the allergy medicine? Allegra. It wasn't Allegra. It's Comtrace. Whatever the fuck. Whatever. I, I, I keep allergy medicine because my allergies are notoriously horrible. Um, and I popped the pill and was like, oh, I'm better now. But you got to be careful knowing the difference between allergy, cold, flu, corona. Those are four different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the difference that we have seen, heard, read about, um, have known to understand is just a relative consistently consistency level it doesn't go away after a day or two it doesn't go away you know the way these normal ailments typically yeah. do and allergies and cold is runny nose snotty that's not flu that's not uh, that's corona. not achy that's not yeah, achy body that's not achy body can't hold your breath for 10 seconds right shout out to the Sheltons by the way um shout out to James A who gave me that one because he caught a cold about a week ago and then went to the doctor he and my uncle did and they went to the doctor and the doctor was like 
nah, you're good. You 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 don't have corona. This is just a cold. And here's how you know. Like you are an older person, so you're gonna feel the respiratory problems very very quickly. He was like, if you can't hold your breath for ten solid seconds, then you might be dealing with some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because older people aren't going to detect fevers like younger, healthy people are. You mm. know what I'm saying? So they have to look for more subtle things. And that's one of those subtle ones. So shout out to my dad. Shout out to James A. And you yeah, Shelton's shout out, out Uncle there. James. And you Shelton's out there who are tuning into the show. Thank you. We love you. But post up for us. Talk. Let us know how your grandparents are doing, how your mom and dad is doing. Make sure they got a working thermometer at home. You know, yeah, make sure they the got Shelton's everybody, the Dawson's, the Clays, yeah, the Harris's, yeah. Aaron, make the sure Bristol's, everybody. Yeah, you make know, sure you're doing it. Yeah, I talked to I talked to my sister yesterday. We made we made sure that she's gonna be able to pick up groceries from mom and dad so they don't need to go to the store and shit. Now I'm not yeah, saying and, that and compromise every, themselves. Exactly. exactly. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do all of that, but my parents are in their late seventies. Yeah, so anybody need everybody needs to, to do all of that who have Elders are in their seventies, exactly. Um, late sixties, early seventies, exactly. Beyond. Exactly. You should be going to the grocery store for them. And if you're at a grocery store, you're somewhere you see somebody that's elderly, and you know maybe they don't need to go in the store. Maybe you say, "Hey, hey give me a list. I'll get your shit, and I'll bring it to you." You can be a decent fucking human. Yeah, like, it's not a crime to be a decent person. Mm -hmm. You can do that. You can assist people. If you see an elderly person putting themselves at risk because what else are they going to do? Maybe they don't have any other family. Mm -hmm. You can be that family. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's not wrong. You can be a good person. It's yeah. all right, y'all. Be good. Be good to our elderly. Thank you it's for saying no, that. No issue, no problem. You're not corny. Be, be good to our elderly because we're all going to be elderly mm -hmm. and we're going to want somebody to be good to us. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So if you see an elderly person, you know, walking with a little basket and, you know, hey, you go sit down. Give me your list. I'll figure, I'll get, you know, now they got a list with 80 things. You be like, all right, damn it. I <laughs> sign up for this shit. <laughs> but, you know, if they, you know, you know, if, if you can help them, you know, <sighs> if you can, please do. Quietly knew I think that was a perfect segue because uh, a list for 80 days right now at the grocery <laughs> store. Uh, can we talk about that? Like the, the stupid grocery store bullshit that we've been seeing? Yeah, talk about it, JB. God damn it. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, the Kristen said, hey, JB. And she said, that's very nice, new. See, I'm a nice guy. Y'all don't think I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> let's uh sometimes. <laughs> let's talk about a couple of things, everybody. Um, so you know, at worst case scenario, you might need to quarantine yourself. Are you covering the mic? No. The mic is right here, like that. Um, okay. I just saw both hands. You was like this. Oh yeah, like, I'm yeah. just resting my hand. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm gonna turn it to uh, one of them. Oh no, no, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll never hear me sound like that uh, ever. Yeah, right. not, not gonna happen. Um, and, you know, so I go to the grocery store anyway um, to pick up just a few things that I need. Um, and I look around and I see all the toilet paper is gone. All, oh. the paper, all the paper towels are gone. 
And I'm kind of I'm 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 chuckling about that shit because I'm like 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 really like how many motherfuckers are, are shitting in your house? Did you need like right? Because you know I start doing the math in my head. I'm like you know okay. You know, maybe 500 people came to this store today, and it was probably about 500 of the 12 pack rolls right. of toilet paper right. in that motherfucker. I told you about that Facebook video I saw <laughs> where the lady had like, the mother and daughter had like eight packs of like 20 rolls of toilet tissue, and it was all the toilet tissue that was left in the store. And this lady was like, Bitch, give me a fucking pack. It's y'all two bitches. You don't need eight. Things of 20 rolls of toilet. Give me some. And that was fist fighting. This shit, she threw a hook. One of them bitches that did a DDT. It was crazy. It was crazy, yo. And I've like, seen so many of those, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why? Oh, oh, and Kristen said, hey. She didn't just say, hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to. Okay, just teasing, just teasing. So then, so then I'm like, okay, this shit, this shit is stupid. Like, and then, and then I walk down the bread aisle, and I just bust the fuck out, la like laughing out loud, because I'm like, oh my god, it's the zombie apocalypse. Whatever right. I'm gonna do, right. I need to be able to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, no matter and, what, and take a shit, <laughs> like. What? Like, okay, sorry, sorry, kickbackers, but here's a simple fact. Um, bread goes bad in about eight to ten days for most yeah. people, most of the time, even if you keep it in the refrigerator. Um, so what the fuck are you gonna do with three, four loaves of bread if your house is already full of food? How many times do you eat just regular ass bread, noob? Me never. Okay, so people, you already have food in your house, and if you didn't, that's what you should have been buying because bread is gonna go bad. Like bread isn't gonna help you survive the zombie apocalypse. Bread just means you need to make a shitload more sandwiches in the next yeah. two to three weeks. Yeah, people like, are overreacting. Like, um, you know, I, I, of course, I, I wouldn't get meat paws. Um, I got a bunch of soups. I got some canned vegetables. I got uh, a shit ton of rice. Perishable yeah, non perishable items. I got way too much rice, though. I do think I got too much rice. I think that I didn't do, like, I niggas be buying 18 rolls of toilet paper and be buying, you know, I ain't go overboard, but I don't even eat rice like that. I just got that shit because people kept telling me to get rice. Um, hey, when the when the meat runs out and when the you know when the the fucking noodles and shit run out, oh, and I got when a it, shit ton of noodles and noodles, y'all. Well, when all that shit runs out, because if you can't go to the store, you're gonna be eating that shit. That rice yeah. still gonna be sitting there, right? And you can boil up some rice and some hot water with some. I don't know, with some Old Bay seasoning. Or put that West Nile seasoning in that shit. <laughs> and, and eat for the day, you know. Um, what I did was I cooked, I, I bought a bunch of food, and I cooked a bunch of food that I can then put in the freezer. That way I have quick and access to things that are already, you know, I don't, I don't have yeah. to be cooking shit. Yeah, and, and I should have done that, but I, I was... Well, that also allows me to I take got. lunch to work, too, yeah, without exactly. having to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, my lunch is packed right now. I, I've been piecemealing this shit. Um, I will go back. Um, 
Some some date is weak because if they're talking about the impending shutdown, this this shutdown we're all anticipating, it won't be for another week or so. No. And Trump has just ordered all grocery stores to stay open four hours. Publix had just said we're closing the eighth from now on. And Trump was like, nah, everybody open all the day, all day, every day. Fuck you talking about. Which is I kinda gangster. I respect it a little bit. But um when they get new supplies in and I go back, which I'm hoping will happen, um, I'm gonna really stock up, but I, I like I was saying, I got more groceries in here now than I I normally keep as a bachelor. I normally keep like two, three days worth of food, and then some extra shit. So it ain't really only two, three days, but it's really like two, three days of good eating, and then getting into the bullshit. And now I have like you know we we can have worth of food before I had to get into the bullshit. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I want to change that. <clears throat> I, I, I don't feel sufficient. I don't feel like I've done my job for myself. Yeah. yeah, I'm only one person in here. Yeah, except for when Ashanti come through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, I need to, you know, make sure I do a better job, and I will do that this week, probably Monday or Tuesday. I will, you know, we never supplies. Usually, supplies come in on right. Tuesdays, kickbackers Tuesdays, um, mornings, and I'll go get some more shit. Yeah, um, shout out to uh, my kids' mom. Um, she's the one who dined me out very, very early. She told me back in early February, oh, motherfucker, I'm I'm collecting at least 30 days worth of groceries at that point. Why you ain't tell me that in February? I, I honestly don't remember. I, I really don't. You, you should have. Okay. I'm just saying. I didn't that, do that, it. You should have told the kickbackers too. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it then. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, it was a little. I thought she was overreacting. Uh, honestly, so that's a little why bit. You didn't say anything yeah, because you weren't fully bought in. No, I, I wasn't. That. I no, that. I wasn't. You know, and then and then I don't know. Maybe a week, seven, eight days happened, and then I, we started talking about it. And I started telling you what she told me, and I started stockpiling groceries. But at the same time. Um, our children spend the bulk of her time, uh, the bulk of their time at her house. So her being a week, two weeks in advance. I should about I, a month in advance from our conversations, but I, I I'm I totally, I'm totally okay with that. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I did, I didn't think it was as big a deal when she told me as it turned out to be. What wound up happening was she turned out to be right. Mm. So I was able to jump in and be a little more okay than yeah. other people. But and that and that's what it was. Um but you know Hey what up yeah. Lindsay? This that must is mean her and Justin watching together. <laughs> what up bro? What up Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, so this is something we just you know we just gotta look look out for and be prayerful of but really at the end of the day just really be self-aware be aware of your body aware of your surroundings aware of what you're exposing yourself to when and why you know what i'm saying and respond to that uh, yeah and, and by the things that are important if you if you got a piecemeal it go on monday and then go on tuesday and then go back on wednesday whatever if you can go knock it all out on monday go knock it out but we need to be start doing we need to start doing something because it feels imminent that this quarantine this shutdown is going to happen um, maybe it doesn't. And if it does happen, is it going to be martial law? Are they going to take it to that extreme? Is it, like, how far are we going? Do you think, JB? Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't think we will necessarily need to go to the place where 
we have martial law because I don't what think... What do you think we will need to do it and will do it? Two different things. Very good question. My answer is no because I don't think Even we... with Trump? Well, and so... No, this is his wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. But um I've actually seen a little bit of a pattern in the way that Trump is responding to the crisis. Number 1 well, Put you on the spot JB. Um, go ahead. Can you elocute martial law? I can speak to it, but I'm wondering if you can do a better job. Yes. That's one of the questions that came up, breaking down martial law. Very good question. So martial law is when the executive branch essentially invokes dictatorial powers in order to lead the nation or a a part of a municipality a municipality through a crisis because one of the things that we understand with our republican process is that fast decision make making cannot happen as quickly as it needs to in the event of a crisis which is why we actually have the executive branch which is why executive power exists we elect an individual who we feel confident can become a dictator in the event of a crisis so we have one wise man making decisions and making decisions quickly to resolve a crisis okay? okay that is what martial law means so specifically what it means in terms of the law is the president has the power to declare martial law in the event of a federally declared emergency and that can happen at the state level the city level or at the national level at the national level, then the president has become the dictator of the country. Martial law means that he can then enact laws that help facilitate and administrate the welfare and safety of the population. And one of the first things that you always hear about during martial law is the suspension of the writ of habeas corpus. What that does is it allows the federal government to get motherfuckers out off the street who are creating danger for the population as quickly as possible without due process. Niggas always fucking with the habeas corpus and shit. Yeah, the writ of habeas corpus requires that you be charged with a crime. What the fuck is habeas you, corpus? The writ of habeas corpus is the right to your own personal, your person. So... Um, our country may not imprison you without clearly indicating in the eyes of the law why they have suspended your personal right to your own personal physical liberty. Boom. And that's why I, he went to Harvard, and that's why he on the show, <laughs> and that's why we upon a kickback. God damn it. We're 90 minutes in, JB, so I know we need to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, that's, um, that's the right. The feds have cut interest rates to zero in certain instances, so, you know, there's money available. Not sure if you should take it. Yes. But there is money available starting now. Um, yes. Anything you want to add on Well, that? real quick, that money is to be utilized for crisis spending. Food, rent, if the shit hits the fan, gas to go and get groceries for your parents, your grandparents. Shit, drawing out money and holding Ain't on no to You, you got to keep some of that, too. Uh, well, that's so glad, you know. But yeah, yeah, go well, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I, I, again, I'm always prepared. So anyway, um, um, <laughs> yeah, we're just keeping it 100. Anyway, so the reason why interest rates are so low and they've increased the motility of money is not so that we can invest in real estate or so not, not so that we can make private industry investments at this point. Because if you were in the, if you were trying to capture the bullish bearish um, phenomenon that happens in an economic crisis, then you are a little too late at this point because you're going to need to stay in too long in order to be able to get out. Which means that at this point, and if the you, chance of pregnancy always goes up when you stay in too long. <laughs> this guy. Just say. Uh, we don't want to create a hyperinflation by over-investing in too many things. What we want to do is make sure that we keep cash and resources on hand and we have quick and easy access to them when we need it in the event of an emergency. That is the reason why they have lowered the interest rates to zero. So you have quick access to crisis money, not quick access to... Money to, to, get to done. Yeah. Yeah, long term, you know, like you know, crisis money, Ponzi's, crisis money, yeah, crisis money. not Ponzi so scheme let's money. Let's move on from that, JB. Yes, let's. Um, Harvey Weinstein got twenty three years. Yes, Good. he did. He deserved it. We're not going to do a whole speech about right. it. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Show. There he it is. He deserved it, fucker. Uh, Soldier Boy invested in soap and detergent, and his soap and detergent company has been selling out. So yes. it went from you know a, a business worth of, uh, you know doing you know a hundred items a week to doing a thousand items a week. Yeah, and he's making from a couple you know thousands to millions. Shout out to Soldier Boy flipping Excellent. that case in point on the economic thing. Exactly what we were talking about. He was blessed to be able to buy in early enough yeah. to cash in. There it is. Absolutely. Boom. There's another Nipsey Hussle documentary, not the one Ava DuVernay is doing, allegedly mm-hmm. with Netflix, but another one by the BBC that's done. Um, I'll watch it. I'm not. Sh- they they allegedly speak to his friends and family, people close to him. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the mysterious murder of a Nipsey Hussle. Um, that should be good. Man. I think it'll be good, and I because there's allegedly talking to friends and family, it makes me want to watch it. However, the friends and family are doing their own. Oh, so I don't know who this set of friends and family are, um, but we'll see. And if it's not with Lauren and the mother and Black Sam approve, I won't support it. Yeah. But if well, it is, then I will support it. That's solid. That makes sense. Um, before we get out of here really quickly, what are you guys watching? We're all quarantined, self-quarantining. I'll tell you this. David Arnold has a comedy special on Netflix, executive produced by Kevin Hart. It is, outside of maybe Dave Chappelle and Kevin, the funniest stand-up routine I've seen in the last three, four, five years. He is a fucking master. It's saying no comedy. I've never seen him before, never heard of him before. But Kevin Hart put him on Netflix, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know about the last five years has been funnier. I mean, well, you know, Dave, except for the greats. Like, dude is funny as fuck. It's family comedy. It's a little bit of ratchet, but he's a grown man, so he's, it's not young. It's, he got some real shit. Right, right. And it's fucking hilarious. That is my Biggest recommendation. 
That's a wonderful recommendation. You had mentioned that earlier. I'm definitely going to check it out tonight. Um, there, I've been ripping through the classics, new. You know, there's just a bunch of like there's a bunch of free shit on YouTube, believe it or not. And if you're a nostalgic head like I am, you can catch shit like Teen Wolf and and hey, fucking, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and and um, you know, once bitten, and, Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know, all kinds of. Fun old 80 movies. Men at Work with Emilio Estevez hey. and Charlie Sheen. Um, you know, that shit is just free on YouTube. You know, I just throw that shit on sometimes and do something else. But, you know, just fun stuff, new. Um, Gentified is worth a watch. It has an insecure vibe, but made by our favorite Latino actors. That's okay. Said. Okay. So we got to check out Gentified. That sounds like fun. Um, Paradise PD, the cartoon. Oh, I like yeah. season one. Season yeah. two is just, they, it's like they got super ratchet. Like they got, where they're making jokes where it's like, my dick in your pussy. It's like, whoa, this is graphic. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. It's funny, but it is, it, it's, it's, it's not as clever as Big Mouth. Right. So some of the over the top jokes are like, over you, the yeah, top. Just over the top. Yeah. I, but, I, I, I mean, dug the know, first season, but I was a little, I had some trepidations about the second season. Yeah, it never warranted because yeah. I was like, oh, y'all just doing the most. Like, yeah. Y'all just trying to go for shock value. Yeah. Like, like don't lose the humor. Um, Thank you. What else? Uh, I'm going to finish Peaky Blinders, I promise. So I'm going to recommend that to everybody. I heard. Uh, from Joe Budden podcast that the Outla- Outsider, I think on Outlander HBO, is it good? Not Outlander, I think it's Outsider. It might, outsider. Be, it might be Outlander. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but it's only one season and it's on HBO. Oh no, this is an Outlander then. No. I think it's Outsider. Yeah, they're saying that's good. Mm-hmm. I have heard there's a movie on Netflix called Love. It is not a good movie, but it is important. There are pussies and dicks and ejaculations and squirting. Like it's. It's the closest thing to porn. Well, no, it's porn, but it's on Netflix. It's softcore porn. No, it's hardcore porn. It, oh. it, it, they showing dicks ejaculating and, and pussies and shit. Yeah, well, it then, is porn. It is yeah. maybe one X, but it is X. And if you watch that one, they will tell you where the others are. So just so you guys know, as you're uh, quarantined in, there is porn on. Netflix. I don't think that's on accident at all either. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This was called Love, but it, it's like Love, by, but it's it has the director's name in like Love by John Smith, but it's like a foreign guy. So like Love by Felipe Unglesius Smith. Okay. Or something. Um, but it's Love. Uh, I would say check that out. Um, I know we have the Democratic debates that are on right now. Sunday yeah. night, you know, we do it yeah. on Sunday. Come out Monday, Monday. Y'all right. can check that out. Um, let's see. I don't know what else I'm watching. You guys send us some goddamn suggestions. Um, and listen to, uh, she said, love, got it. <laughs> Freak. Boom. Freak. Boom. Um, if hey. you want to uh, watch the show live and discuss with us and throw your comments out live, you can do that on Facebook, our Facebook page, which is a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. You can uh, uh, watch the show on YouTube. Yep. At a pod named Kickback. Yep. You can listen on Spotify, Apple's, I think it's Stitcher, Google Play, Christian Mingle, all that shit. Everything is a pod named Kickback. Yeah. And if you're on Apple and you help us get to number 20, 
Thank you. And if you're on Apple but you didn't help, please rate the podcast five stars. They don't count our likes. They don't count our subscriptions. They count our ratings. So give us, if you haven't given us five mics on Apple, you're not contributing. Just to keep it up. Not, not like you did something bad, but I want you to know that you're not contributing in a way that's most impactful. Yeah. And of course, if you want to support with dollars, our Patreon, patreon.com slash apodnate and kickback. You can do the $2 tier a month where you get extra footage. You can do the $4 tier a month where you get extra episodes. You can do the $7 tier a month where JB will come fuck you. I'm yeah. saying. And that's where hey. the whole subscription thing uh, factors in. You know, uh, more money gets you more options. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. I was being sarcastic. Don't. don't, don't. See, 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 he not see, he, he, he see, not on his head. Yeah, if y'all watch it on YouTube and Facebook, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a, If you're listening, old, you ain't see that. <laughs> that's an old Eddie, Eddie Izzard sketch where he was always in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, guys, be safe. Monitor your temperature. Monitor how you feel. If you're sick, stay home. Um, if you have sneezing, it's allergies, baby. Don't think everything is corona. Do a test. Figure it out. Um, if you're sick, stay home. If you're well, take your ass to work. Well, if you got leave, stay your ass home. The government is saying they're going to pay. Um, monitor everything. Uh, we love you. We're rooting for you. We are going to do the best we can, and we hope you do the best you can. And um, remember, that girl is not thick. She's sitting on the sink. She's not cute. She's young. And they are not doing great reviews. They're yelling. New to Mayor, No Breaks New, JB Frank, The Gangsta Geek, Uno, we motherfucking out. Peace out, y'all. Peace out.